This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Danielle Henderson. And this is going to be a real fun episode because I'm getting over a stomach flu or food poisoning (laughs) or whatever it is that I have. Millie is drained of energy and (laughs) we are going to answer some of your questions. What better time to read some of your emails to you? Then when we've both been kind of low and ill. I'm not <laughs> sick, but I've been like very end of season low energy, like end of the winter low energy. I, I also, and listen, this is just me looking at your Instagram as I do. I've noticed that the house stuff has been, there's been an uptick in the work. Have you been working a lot more on your house? Oh, yeah. I kind of um had to lay it down and say, <laughs> like, not so much like, you guys need to get in my fucking house. But I was kind of like, y'all need to get in my fucking house. (laughs) I was like, you need to finish this up. Like my grandma's got to move in. She has a set date to move in because her lease is up in a, you know, couple of months or whatever. And yeah, there's been an uptick also just because it's just the, the main contractor has been around more. Like it's, he kind of, you know, let his son do a lot of the work. And now mm-hmm. with him being on the scene, things have just been going quicker because he's there to make decisions like right away. So I have an entire room finished. My laundry room half bath is done. I right. have been able to both pee and wash my hands down t- downstairs for the first time in nine months. And it was wow. so fun to have running water down there. I think part of the reason my pipes burst last month is because I have not been using water down there. <laughs> Like, I just have had no water running down there. But yeah, everything's cruising. A little bit pissed because I have to pay for them. They put my island in wrong. And I have to pay for them to put it in where I originally asked them to put it in. So that's infuriating. Mm. Oh, God, I bet. Because I'm like, hey, you see how it was like this on the drawing? And it's been like that since July. That's what I wanted. And they put it in while I was in London. So I came back and I'm like, oh, this is wrong. (laughs) And then I spent, I don't know, maybe three weeks, four weeks with them telling me why they couldn't change it and how much of a pain in the ass it would be to change. And finally, after two very intense therapy sessions, I was able to figure out the right thing to say for them to just move it. Because I'm like, basically, the way they installed it, I have less space to cook in now than I did when I lived in a studio apartment. Holy shit. They put it like three feet away from the fucking stove. So you basically couldn't stand in front of your oven while the door was open, right? Right. And that was one of the things I had to point out to get them to finally fucking move it. Was like, hey, you see this? How I can't stand in front of my oven and open the door? Yeah. What what, would they like seriously go in? Oh, but people always open their ovens to the side. Yeah, they were seriously like, no, people love having this close 
to the oven so they don't have to they can just turn around and like you know put Burn stuff on their the island. fucking knees or something yeah like, i'm like oh like turn around and drop their whole fucking turkey on thanksgiving day because they're <laughs> p- picking it up from the side or whatever the hell i was living and you know you know and i have posted it on instagram i'm never doing this rent kind of renovation again so i sprang for my dream oven like my dream range yeah and the fact that i wouldn't be able to fully cook on it was driving me up a fucking wall yeah there's no fucking way you're gonna get this like bomb ass fucking restaurant quality oven and only be able to open it from the side that is such only from the side and also like when i'm cooking if i step back my ass would just be in the island like if i stepped back at all and i like this is what i had to do like this is what i have to do people to get men to listen to me on a daily basis this has been my life for the last nine months i had to stand in front of it and open the door and watch it hit my thighs I had to say to them specifically, I'm a big bitch. And they looked at me and I'm like, I'm not like a five foot tall, hundred pound housewife. I'm a big bitch. I need space. Right. And then I had to go around to the back of the island and say, if you move it back here, which is literally three to four feet away from where it currently is. Yeah. My actual kitchen will look much bigger because the kitchen is huge. Right. So, like, how about we utilize some of this space over here? And I'm just so sick of, like, the, well, it's going to be a problem. Well, it's going to be a problem for me, and I have to fucking live here. Yeah, and you're paying for it. That's the most important thing to remember for these fuckers. Like, you're paying for it. You should get what you want. Live it. And they try to yell at me all the time. Like, he's like, well, we went over this. We talked about it. I'm like, no, one, we didn't. Because your son has been working here, and he smokes pot in the driveway every morning before he comes in. So who the hell knows what he's thinking all day? Right. But we didn't talk about it. You just sent me a picture and said it was done when I was out of the country. Because yeah, if we had plus, talked about it, I would have said, don't do it. <laughs> plus, there's a drawing yeah. of it. <laughs> there are scumbags. Like, it's not like we made this shit out of thin air. There's a drawing of it. It's existing in fucking tangible paper form. So yeah. this And this is part of the thing I had to go through in therapy was like, My therapist had to teach me how to say this, which is so embarrassing, but it is true because I get railroaded by these fucking guys all the time. (laughs) And she said, just say to them, that's a really nice idea for your house. Here's what I want in my house. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I've had to start saying when they're like, oh, everyone loves cooking like a foot away from their fucking stove. And I'm like, that's a great idea for your house. Here's what I want in my house. Exactly. So it's getting fixed. I have to pay for it. And I'm furious, but it's going to be done. And that was when I really started the like, y'all need to get the fuck out of my house talks because I'm like, I I can't with this. Like, oh, you think you're mad? Imagine being me. I haven't had a kitchen for nine months. And now you have to take another two weeks to fix this. Well, look, I'm going to float an idea by you right now. Just take it as information. We don't even make a decision about it. But if it ever gets to this point where you cannot afford all of these fucking fuck-ups that these people are making i will sell pictures of my feet on the internet just Uh, saying i mean if if there's there are levels of friendship and i feel like (laughs) you've just opened up a top tier (laughs) (laughs) cannot thank you enough absolutely hope you don't have to do that but the fact that you would true friendship thank you so much homie i'm i should make them sell pictures of their fucking feet Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm not into feet. I'm just throwing this shit out there right now. But there are so many people who are in a, in a, a kind of like, 
It's not disturbing. I'm not trying to kink shame, but more people are than I thought. I guess right. is what the surprise is. And I got to tell you, like, and this is based on a lot, like a lot of different pieces of information. I mean, I did not get this idea purely from thin air. I, I watched the last season of Vanderpump Rules. They <laughs> sold feet pictures in ah! order to afford someone's nose job. And I'm like, oh, that's a viable way to make money. Crazy. Well, and then I was like, well, what kind of feet pictures? And it's literally like, you don't anything. even have to clean them. You, yeah. And that's why I'm saying like construction worker ah! feet, I'm sure is a fucking huge market for that. There's a market for it. Show me like a toenail popping off and like a, I'm sure yeah. there's a market for it. And there's also, you are of the 90 day fiance universe. Someone was also selling her farts in a jar until she, yes. she got so much gas that she thought she was having a heart attack. <laughs> like, here, here, here's what I think about a fucking fart in a jar. It's a one-time only thing. It's like a popper. I, it's like you just open the jar and there goes the fart and there it is. You spent like, what, $75? How are you, you going to savor it? It's just literally like a... But that's open jar. That's it. That is the genius of that move is that she's like, (laughs) you're going to have to buy this again. If you enjoy this experience, give me another $75. And and honestly, there was a a moment where I thought I fart so much. Maybe I would have a heart attack. But (laughs) now that somebody's actually claiming to have maybe done that, I'm like, holy shit. That story went came and went way too soon in the news cycle. Like <laughs> I, I I could have feasted on that story and laughed my ass off for weeks. <laughs> it just came and went way too fast. I don't think enough people caught it. I don't think enough people <laughs> cared about it. And I would just like to point out that it's out there. If you haven't heard this story, just go look up 90 Day Fiance Fart in a Jar. Listen, I would sell farts in a jar for you. Definitely with self-feet pics for you. I would do a lot of things, you know, because you're right. It's your kitchen. It's your house. You should get what you want. I mean, you're a first-time homebuyer. You should be very proud of that. And fuck anybody who's going to make that complicated for you. Thank you so much. Truly, I appreciate it. Because I feel like a fucking monster anytime I'm like, this is wrong. (laughs) Like, that is something I'm learning about myself is that I will go out of my way to make things easier for other people. So when they fuck me in some way, I'm just like, oh, well. And I've been really working on it, like really working on on being comfortable saying, no, this is wrong. This is what I want. Because it, I'm also very easily intimidated by men, I sure. think. And I don't, I never wanted to believe that about myself. But in this experience, I think it's very true. Like I have so many dudes in my world now who I'm constantly just like, worn down by like they just wear me out and i think that's what they want they just want me to wear be worn out and shut up and i've had to really stand up for myself because it's intimidating and it sucks yeah i know what it's been happening for first of all i can't even believe that you said nine months i'm like god <laughs> nine months is that how long you've been doing this i that's, am... that's when we moved oh nine yeah months ago? i moved last june i have not wow. had a kid a working kitchen since i moved in wow. and i started this process of renovating six months ago damn crazy yep. so it's it has been a long time it's and been i'm a while. just i'm hoping that little by little it's gonna get done and you know hopefully after this you will not fucking ever have to talk to these guys don't send them christmas cards they're not getting do they get bonuses are they like <laughs> no, do you give bonuses okay no not for Good. me there's also and i i i don't i don't even know legally if i can talk about it but a hissy fit was thrown not by me but by one of the men who quit and that like absolutely quit working with his partner and then two weeks later just showed up again like nothing happened 
Oh, God. I just want people to keep that in mind when they say women are too emotional to do any job. This motherfucker threw a goddamn hissy fit. An adult man threw a hissy fit, quit, and then just showed up two weeks later like nothing happened. And I was like, hey, what the hell's going on? What are you doing here? Damn. And then they tried to gaslight me because I was like, hey, I thought he quit. And this partner was like, no, he didn't. Yeah, that's crazy. Time to get out of my house. Look, time to get out of my fucking house. They will pay, but it's gonna be okay. And again, I know these are all very upper up uppity problems to have, <laughs> but I nope. But they are real and they are daily, and it is wearing me the fuck out. And I've just reached the end of winter. Like you know those cartoons where like the cartoon wolf would just be like running and then just slide and skid on his face and just like slowly cross. <laughs> like that's me. I'm just like jaw open. <laughs> Body fully <laughs> melted, just sliding across, lost all momentum. Oh, God. I just want a n- normal life again. Listen, you're going to get it. I promise you. Thank it will you. be over soon. I will eat solid food again. It's all going to be great. It's going to be great. We have a lot of things to look forward to. Solid um, food and... <laughs> <laughs> not being gaslit in your own home the small things people small things you know what i'm really looking forward to and what makes me happy every time we do it and which gives me the energy i need to go on yes. is our mailbag same why do you think i'm right i'm here I- if i was like if i didn't give a shit about the mailbag i'd be like fuck this i i don't i'm not dying for a podcast okay but i love our mailbags and this is why I like the bonus episodes, because it's like, we're, we're just fucking hanging out, right? Hanging it's my out. favorite thing. Well, can I read one? Can Please, I read the first one? By all means. Okay. The name of this short, but very sweet email is called Horrex Needed, and it was written by Angela. So here we go. Hi, ladies. I love horror films, but my boyfriend hates them. Hmm. <laughs> I've tried getting him into them, and I may have finally found a niche that he enjoys. I made him watch The Fly, one of my favorite movies as a child, and The Thing, 1982. And he really liked them both. So I'm wondering if you have any recommendations of, like, sci-fi gross-out horror. Thanks, Angela. Solid. I I I love this. I love the brevity of it. It's very clear, very concise. I have... Two questions. One, why are you forcing him to watch movies that he doesn't want to watch? <laughs> Come on. Just just real quick. Like it's I think it's because you love them and you want him to be like on that journey with you. And maybe that's like a shared time that you have. And you know, but if, if he I'm just wondering like why he doesn't like them. Is it like he was already traumatized by horror movies? You know, did he have a traumatic event happen in his life? <laughs> like what what's going on with him that he doesn't want to watch them? Maybe dig into that first. However, my second question is, have you tried older horror films? Like the ones that are not like so visceral. So I'm I'm thinking like the first thing that came to mind when I read this was Swamp Thing. Yes. You say Swamp Thing a lot, to I be think, honest. I love Swamp Thing. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> out of the pack. <laughs> I goddamn love Swamp Thing so much. Yeah, I love it. Okay, go back for a second. I think I missed something. So you said, have you tried old horror? Yeah, and I'm thinking older horror just because Angela's asking for sci-fi gross-out horror, which to me means the sci-fi of it, to me means like not the modern visceral gore 
horror. Like, I think maybe that's what he doesn't like. Okay. Okay, because, yeah, I guess maybe I am confused by this email because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he likes the thing and he likes the fly. And they're gross. So They're gross. <laughs> the but, I mean, listen, gross. we did that episode on the fly. You know how gross it can be. So I guess I'm sort of thinking like, okay, well, if he likes that, <laughs> then what what's his problem with horror? I'm sitting here going, oh, he hates horror, but he likes the the grossest worst of it like that's yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out like why doesn't he like horror and what kind doesn't he like like let's drill down and ask him more like maybe angela needs to ask more like why don't you like this specific movie that i'm trying to get you to watch yeah well you know and to be honest with you i gotta say i'm i'm surprised that a boyfriend doesn't like horror like I wish I knew guys that didn't like horror. That would make my life 100% fucking easier. Because it's like all the guys that I work with love it to the point of exhaustion. So How many times there we go. do I have to tell you to stop hanging out with Rob Zombie? <laughs> I God. Just cut it, quit hanging out with that dude. <laughs> Listen, we can't help but hang. I just, uh, I'm, I just love him too much. He's so cool. But I, like- I have actually never, I've never hung out with Rob Zombie. <laughs> That's what makes that it wasn't great. A, that wasn't a work thing. So there you go. Well, because I'm also thinking of movies like Seconds, which I don't know if that qualifies as sci-fi gross-out horror. Yeah. But we covered that in the show, and that to me feels like something he might like. I, I mean, listen, you you know me, I love that fucking movie, so I'm, I, I like that idea. Yeah. Part of me is thinking, okay, part of me is like, what if we stayed in the 80s, okay, mm-hmm. Has he seen Alien? I mean, that's a big fucking Solid. movie. Science fiction gets a little gnarly, as you know. Mm-hmm. Gross Another out horror. Th- exactly. Another thing I would recommend to for me, for my money, I feel like in this realm, you got like one guy who does it really well and he did it really often, David Cronenberg. Mm. Go go get get scanners, get Videodrome. You know, Videodrome, yeah. Any of that kind of stuff. See see what he thinks about that. And then if you want to go like a little bit deeper, I don't know, like the reanimator. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a Lovecraft, Stuart Gordon, 1985 movie. That's what I was thinking. Just to stay close to the things that you know that he likes, right? right. But it is curious that he hates horror, but somehow really liked the fly and the thing. So he likes gross out. I think I think the distinction is he likes gross out horror, but he doesn't like body parts coming off and like, you know, chainsaws coming out and heads being ripped apart. But I don't know the fly. Like I said, the fly and the thing are both gross in their own category. Yeah. I I mean, I think the fly beats per minute has more grossness than the thing yeah maybe the <laughs> thing is is, a, is more of a thriller but you know when it when it comes down to it like yeah i feel like alien reanimator more cronenberg nice and you know that's the way you do i guess is i that think that's great yeah g- okay g- give, him a, give him a shot and angela let us know if any of those hit and if they don't hit give us more info on your boyfriend and we'll, we'll try again this is a, a, a fascinating that's a fascinating thought experiment. Yeah. Thank I just want to I just want a full psychological profile on someone. Someone send us a full psychological pri- profile 
of a loved one, a partner, a teacher. I just think they're fun to read. Yes. <laughs> we want full <laughs> psychological profiles of everybody. So, Well, this email, the title is Thank You from a Recent Divorcee. Ladies, please let me gush gratitude at you for a hot second. Over the course of the last year, I have listened to your show every week and watched damn near every movie you covered. 2021 was my actual dumpster fire. In an infomercial-style nutshell, ask me how I lost 250 pounds in the form of a lying, cheating, gaslighting husband. As a newly single 31-year-old woman, it has been so empowering to hear you talk about your rich individual lives and interests, as well as your ceiling-shattering ideals and opinions. I saw what you did has become a weekly introspection, which reminds me to broaden my worldview and take note from the boss bitches I am blessed to call friends and family. And you brought me back to my true love, movies. If you're ever in Kansas City, movie tickets are on me. Thank you for being your authentic selves and keep kicking ass all over the place. Katie. Wow. Katie, thank you. First of all, thank you for making us part of your your life and your year. And I'm so sorry that 2021 was a dumpster fire for you. Been there and it's hard to come out of and especially in the conditions we're all currently living in. But the fact that you have re-embraced movies just makes my heart sing. Like, I love that that's been part of your care for yourself and reminding yourself of who you are and what you love. Because that to me is like the most important thing to do or thing to remember when you are coming out of a really hard situation is like you have to remember who you are. And that's hard. It takes a long time sometimes. So I'm just thrilled that you that we're part of that in even a small way. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks for writing. First of all, I think it's like super nice of you to say all of that stuff. I mean, um, I've never been divorced, but um, I have gone through a lot of hard stuff in my life, too. And I feel like movies, it's like sometimes we forget that I think movies help a lot with with like bad times mm-hmm. and with bad periods of our lives. You know, part of I think why I got into movies really was because I hated fucking high school and shit. Like, you know, so the thing of like, oh, what do you do to distract from things that are happening that you're, you have no control over or stuff that you're not, you know, happy with. And I feel like it is escape and it is like a a way to sort of like come out of whatever, you know, painfulness is in your life. So I'm just glad that movies did that for you for this. And, you know, I'm glad that you listened to the podcast and like, honestly, like, if you've watched near damn near every movie that we've covered, I just have to tip my hat to you. Sincerely. For that. We, we fucking like, we sometimes get emails where people are like, we don't watch the movies ever. So <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my God, somebody's watched almost all the movies. Like we will take you out for movies when we're in Kansas City. Don't worry. The movie tickets That's are on us. <laughs> also, Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri. Either one, we'll 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 swing through. We just need to. I'll know. go to both. We'll go to both. No big deal. Uh, thank you awesome. so much, Katie. That was really great. Okay, so here's the next email. <laughs> I'm already laughing because I know what it's going to be. It's called Gurney Alternative. Episode is Noah Hex. <laughs> oh, the Gurney Alternative. <laughs> Here we go. Danielle, Millie, and crew. Thanks for what you do. I'm an avid listener and love to laugh with y'all. As a woman raised in rural Southeast Alabama 
and a person who lived in New Orleans for 15 years and recently moved back to the family peanut farm. I also feel connected to both of your backgrounds. I'm so happy your voices are on a podcast. And don't worry, I watch the movies. What? what? Are we this Let's is incredible. Get, <laughs> let's get this writer and Katie together and throw a little party. I love it. Two in a row. All right. Now to the matter at hand. <laughs> Gurney alternatives. <laughs> this is in no way a challenge to Danielle's proposal that we get souped up hospital beds for post car driving transportation. But I want to submit this idea in the video below recliners on electric wheelchair bases. <laughs> These guys are in Mardi Gras parades, but the concept is pretty universal comfy clothes. Feet up, side table, beverage of choice. Hope this brings you joy. And the video she sent was the lazy boys in a Mardi Gras parade. Great video, by the way. And she writes, have a great week, Brooke Etheridge. My God. Beautiful. Look, I am not opposed to a, a portable recliner, a moving vehicle recliner at all. I think that is a great... We already have a gurney alternative. I think that's a great alternative to the gurney alternative. <laughs> I think you know, that, some some people might not be able to sit up straight at that age, though, is what I'm thinking. True. True. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of the thing where a recliner. OK. OK. With a gurney, because I did think long and hard about this. A gurney is triggering for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Uh. Uh, I've been on one and it sucks, but if it was tricked out with like some fucking cool customs, it might be a little different. However, also, gurneys seem like they'd be easier to clean. I mean, true. <laughs> I've seen I've seen them when I was in the hospital. They like would remove me from it, and then uh, they like took the sheets off, and it was literally just a no fuss, no muss scenario. Yeah, they got that shit down to a science. Just so. imagine running over a roadkill skunk in a recliner. You're never in that recliner again. You can't get that smell out. Well, right, because see, gurneys are typically made of like a hard plastic, whereas the recliner has a lot more fabric, a lot more inlaid fabric. Just so yeah, saying. you're right. But I like and that you thought about this. I did because see, and the other thing too is like lift. Okay, that's that's another issue. If you want to do the hydraulics. Yes. Okay. A hydraulics on a recliner, I don't know. Does that seem dangerous to you? Very dangerous to me. Yeah. Because on a the hydraulics on a gurney, you're just going up and down. Hydraulics on a recliner, they could kick your feet out. You could be pop- popping up in the air. Like what if you're laying down recliner style and then all of a sudden your butt's 8 inches out of the seat? Because this thing's bouncing hydraulic style. Right. It feels like sort of surface area wise. First of all, gurney is meant to go up and down a lot more than a recliner is, right? Because you get a lot of lift, you know, with a gurney. But then also surface area wise, you're like fucking raising it up. You can do a back end to do a front end. You know, it's like you could get really fancy. A recliner feels like kind of a one and done thing, but it actually doesn't go as high probably as a gurney would. So there's well, that. I will say the Lazy Boys in this video in the Mardi Gras parade look like they're having a great time. This is a great <laughs> idea for an alternative. And to each his own. It depends on where you are at that stage of your life when it comes time for your, your post-car driving transportation. 
And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the new gang war is recline moving recliners versus tricked out gurneys. Maybe it is, but I, I also have to say too, I love Mardi Gras simply for this kind of shit. Like this kind of <laughs> yes. in, like classic hyper fucking creative shit for people who just want to party completely it's like the greatest it's 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 like the greatest moment to get really creative all in service to like drinking and having a good time it's i've amazing. never been to one in, in new orleans and i would love to go but i also think it would kill me if i went <laughs> it is truly one of those events that i'm like i cannot go because i would be hospitalized i'm sure of it oh it's yeah i mean it's like i've never been to the actual like the fucking actual week that it was happening but i was there like one year right before like when they were kind of preparing for it and like people have to fucking like i mean they are like truly preparing for like this all-out assault of party oh yeah like people are like i can't fucking do anything this week mardi gras next week i can't do shit like we're keeping it tight and right right now because next week is gonna be a fucking disaster and i'm like wow my okay, friend Becca lives in New Orleans, and I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say exaggerating when I say that they they prepare for Mardi Gras the way they prepare for hurricanes. Yes, like the house, <laughs> the windows, the like they prepare for a party the way they prepare for a hurricane, and that is just uh, I love that city, and I love that I love that that energy. And Brooke, thank you so much for writing in. Good luck on your family's peanut farm. I want to hear more about that. Oh, that's awesome. Tell us more about the peanuts. Now, this next email, the subject is simply thank you. Hello, Millie and Danielle. I hope you get to read this. Well, we definitely did. And we are. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to let you ladies know how much I've been enjoying your podcast. As a fellow single woman of color of a certain age, it is so refreshing to listen to you talk about film from a perspective that I can relate to, i.e. not straight white male. I love how you both see movies with such clear-eyed, real-world vision and not movie eyes like people often do. There have been so many moments where I almost jumped out of my seat in agreement. Jack in the Shining, hello. <laughs> if I were wittier and more knowledgeable, I think I could fit right in. As an added bonus, I can actually understand your cultural references because they're not all post-2010 in origin. And I've come to enjoy your life update preambles just as much as your reviews. I'd like to suggest a little film that sadly came and went without much fanfare entitled Miss Juneteenth. If you haven't seen it, please do. It's a more recent one, but I would be over the moon if you could fit it into the pod somehow. More people need to know about this film. Beautiful story, beautifully acted and directed, and Millie's pest control guy has a pretty substantial role mm. in it to boot. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and your lives with the world. All the best, SK. This is such a sweet email, SK. Thank you so much for writing to us. Um, and we are glad that you can relate to us, that you get it, that you like it. I think you don't have to be any more wittier or knowledgeable than you already are to fit in with us. You already do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, this is such a sweet email. I have not heard of Miss Juneteenth, but I'm definitely checking it out. Yeah, um, me too. Now that I know that the pest control guy's in it. <laughs> That would remind Especially me. Especially Will. Who did you say your <laughs> pest control guy looked like? Because there were a couple. Uh, well, okay, yeah, there were two. I actually talked about the first guy that came in that was the Indian 
George Clooney. Yes. Okay. But the guy, the guy that's come back, he's my actual technician. Is the he looks exactly like Nathan from Insecure? That's the yes, that's it. I have to look this guy's name up. <laughs> that's what I, I can't just keep calling him this. This is so well, especially now that he's been in Miss Juneteenth and other projects. Insecure is over. Kendrick Sampson is Ooh. his name, and he's from Texas. He's 34 years old, and he's in a movie called Miss Juneteenth that I will be watching immediately. And he takes care of your pests in his part-time free time. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to your well, house. <laughs> Do you want to tell people what you thought was happening in your attic the other day? Or is- oh, my God. <laughs> The fact because we both need pest control people for real, for real. So, so we were recording an episode of this podcast and, you know, like my dog is in here right now. She's not, she doesn't re- normally bark, but then she started barking and I was like, what the fuck? And so I t- take my headphones off and stop. Everyone stops record, you know, stop. They, I, we stop recording and I'm like, what is, the hell is going on? She just kept barking. And then I came back. To the, I came back to the desk, I think, and then I was like, she started barking again, and I'm like, uh-oh, what's going on? And then I heard it. It was basically like either something in the attic or on the roof, but I heard it galloping across the fucking ceiling, and I have like one of those um, attic doors that you pull down from yeah. the ceiling, you know, and the little ladder pops out. I saw that shit shake. <laughs> It was like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where I was like, uh, what the fuck is going on? That's, that's the part that took me out when you're like, um, I'm watching this door move right now. Yes. <laughs> like this thing could and be I, in here with us in moments. <laughs> I mean, I was like, is it a person? It sounded like a fucking person because that's how heavy the steps were. But then you were kind enough to remind me, oh, any animal sounds like a person when they're up there. Absolutely. Because it's, it's a, crazy. an echo chamber up there. So everything yeah. sounds heavier. I, I heard something in my attic that sounded like a human being. And then I saw it exit on the roof that goes to the, the silo. And it was a squirrel about the size of a seltzer bottle. And it sounded <laughs> like fucking Bigfoot chom- stomping around up there. <laughs> Like, do you, do you remember that Kids in the Hall sketch, Mr. Heavyfoot? Oh, yeah. Do it was I? like Mr. Heavyfoot was up there. And I'm like, this yes. little fucking squirrel is causing all that noise. So I'm like, girl, chill. It's going to be fine. I swear it's not someone trying to break into your house. It is just an annoying raccoon or a squirrel that sounds like a romper stomper. Yeah. yeah. And I it listen, knock on wood, but it hasn't happened again since we what was when will we record like last week or the week before it hasn't happened since and i walked around the perimeter of the house to make sure there wasn't a giant hole in my roof or some shit and didn't see anything so part of me was like should i call the man who looks like kendrick sampson to come in and inspect things and i was like if it if i hear another noise I swear to God, I'm calling him immediately. But at the at the same time, I was like, you know, listen, maybe it was just like a one and done deal. I don't know. You know, I mean, I want to call him. Let's get serious. Yeah. I want him to come over. To me, I would have just see. called and been like, there's no better yes. way to get you into my home <laughs> than to have a real life 
pest control issue. That's not even pornographic at that point. That's just a fact. I know, I know, but it's it, it it's true. I mean, but I I just want to be absolutely certain that there's some romper stomper up there before I uh, call his ass. Because honestly, like I I don't want it. I don't want. I was like I don't know what that was. Like maybe it was a, someone passing through. <laughs> That, that's all it could Don't have been somebody back. like doing parkour like that's just how they get around <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's just hope let's just hope but anyway that so having said all that i love getting film recommendations for stuff i feel like we're we can't watch everything you know like it's hard to watch so many movies for the podcast and then just for our normal lives stuff slips to the cracks yeah and if you it, and if you any of you have a, a movie that you feel really passionate about and you really love send it our way we, i would love i love getting movie recommendations so me too and miss juneteenth is now top of my list yes yes all right so let's move on to this email it's uh, called this one got me yeah this one's a good one um it's called you are simply a gift Millie and Danielle, thank you so much for this podcast. I love your friendship and listening to you two chat about Chauncey, grocery delivery, and bad edible experiences could be a podcast itself. But it's so much more than that. I started listening because my dad was so into film. He went to NYU for an MFA in creative writing so he could pursue screenwriting after retiring from a career as a surgeon. Unfortunately, he's had a lot of health problems in the past few years. So when I visit, we don't do a whole lot, but we always enjoyed watching movies together. When I went to see him in the fall, I listened to your episode about Stand By Me and Deliverance on the way there and then watched both movies for the first time with him that weekend. We laughed so much during the scene in Stand By Me and had, I'm sorry, we laughed so much during the fire scene in Stand By Me and had lots to talk about the rest of the weekend. So thank you for giving us a powerful double feature. My dad passed away unexpectedly. My dad passed away unexpectedly in December, which was devastating, especially since we were in the process of moving him closer to me. He was always recommending books and movies, so I've been reading and watching his recs these past few months. I'm currently reading Devil in a Blue Dress, something he'd recommended long ago, and keep thinking I want to talk to him about it. So I couldn't believe it when I heard you start talking about the movie this week. It felt like he was there. Thank you for keeping me connected to my dad, both when he was here and now. With gratitude, Dana. Dana, this one got me so so hard yeah i really am very touched that you could share any part of what we do with with your dad but what really gets me is i just love that you had this language of film with him and because he was so into creative writing and screenwriting even though he was a surgeon like that is he just sounded like the coolest dude and just a very I just love that you were able to laugh and bring movies into that time of life when it's re- can be really powerfully sad but you were able to find a way to again like kind of continue that language with him and you're right like movies is a way that we communicate with each other and it's a language that we have and I just am so sorry that he passed away I know that it's especially because you were trying to move him closer to you like I'm kind of under the gun with my grandma in the same way right now. 
Um, and let me tell you, this bitch keeps insisting that she's going to die before I get her in here. And I'm like, can mm-hmm. you please calm down and just let me do this? <laughs> but it's very hard. It's been a hard couple of years, no matter what. And to go through that and and have your parents pass away is is just miserable. So our, my heart just goes out to you. And I just really, again, I'm, I'm very touched that we could be even a part of you sharing those those last moments with your dad. Yes, me too. Thanks so much, Dana, for sending that. It was such a beautiful email. Beautiful. Now this one, this is our last one. We're going to wrap it up with one that I've been dying to read. Mm-hmm. So this subject matter for this one is parental restrictions on movies. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I've heard the call for movie-related questions and questionable parenting decisions and saw my call <laughs> to action. Growing up, my parents had very odd restrictions on what my brother and I could or could not watch. Although divorced and did not discuss anything with each other ever, they somehow had the same conclusions on most movies. Sex in any form was absolutely out of the question. If this movie even hinted at sex, it was out. However, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it, it was an automatic go. This is how I, as a 15-year-old, was allowed to rent End of Days over Detroit Rock City. Hell, my dad and I watching T2 and Total Recall are some of my earliest movie memories. My question is, did your parents slash guardians put any restrictions on what you could or could not watch based on absolute nonsense? Love the show and all the movies you bring attention to. I'm in a movie club myself, and I try to sneak in suggestions from this pod. So far, In the Mouth of Madness is my lone successful crossover. First of all, if you introduced In the Mouth of Madness, if that was the movie that you got through in your movie club, I have got to know if you're still allowed in that movie club (laughs) and what that reaction was, because you just came out the gate with a banger. So I just really want to know how that went. But you really set a tone. <laughs> you really set a tone. But thank you so much. Um, I can answer this question very easily. And the answer is no. There were no restrictions on anything <laughs> on what I could watch. Because I was at the mercy of my grandparents. And the way they felt was, well, if I'm going to watch it, you're going to watch it. And they were not slowing down or missing a movie for me at any point in my life. So just know. Yeah. Everything, all all systems go on every movie all the time. Well, I, I have to absolutely agree with you there. I had n- absolutely no restrictions because my parents literally did not know what I was doing right. pretty much ever. <laughs> but both of my parents worked, right? So, and <laughs> they're like, don't, like... The television was like the babysitter. So they were like, well, I don't know. As long as she's not out <laughs> killing people, I guess let her watch whatever she wants. I watched shockingly, sh- I, shockingly as a child, I watched the craziest shit. And a lot of it was just because we were all unsupervised. Yeah. Like all the kids. Like I saw, I remember going to my neighbor's house when I was like eight or nine years old. And her, so I lived like, you know, ba- when I lived out in South Carolina, like, the community that we lived in was kind of this like, um, I don't know, it was in a rural, more rural kind of environment, but it was a lot of like military families. So, you know, it's like it would be typical for people's dads to be like in the Navy and be out at sea for like fucking six months at a time. So like no fucking dads around. Moms are working. So, I, you know, every, there's no fucking parents around. So we were like, okay. <laughs> 
my the neighbor's kids there was like these two kids that i was good friends with a brother and a sister and the dad was this one of these guys that videotaped everything and had like a basement that had that fucking wall to ceiling shelves of like videotapes and everything was taped on like the slowest speed (laughs) so you could fit like three movies on there and we pulled out a we pulled out this movie that we literally thought was a child's film. It was called A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> and we were like, what made you think lo- it was a child's film? Well, because it was handwritten <laughs> on a fucking, on a label, on a stupid tape. And we were like, oh, this seems cool. Like, what if this is like an Alice in Wonderland thing or something? So we like watched this fucking fucked up movie destroyed me destroyed my brain to this day to this day destroyed me and like i and when i was in school i i used to talk about that movie i called it strawberry alarm clock because i didn't know what the fucking (laughs) movie was i feel like i told this story on another episode but anyway i swear to god it was literally like no restrictions because there's no one around and we had like kind of free reign to do anything you know what i mean I absolutely love that story. I don't care how many times you tell it. I want to hear it every time. (laughs) It makes me laugh so hard. (laughs) And it's true. It's like I... I, the part of this email that made me laugh so hard was like, even though the parents were divorced and they never talked about anything, they still had rules. And I'm like, oh, like you... then, then, Then they just had rules like as people and not necessarily just as parents. I feel like I was raised by lawless people. Like there were yes. no rules. I, I guess the only rule was to not watch out and out porn. I guess that was the only rule. Like but that was a rule that we imposed on ourselves, right? Yeah, actually. Like they never told I... us not to watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, we hope they don't watch porn. And then we as children had to decide it was a bridge too far. So you're saying like, if you decided to put in, she got way mo ass four. <laughs> Or whatever, and there'd be, like there'd be nobody no around one to would stop be me. Like, well, I guess you can't watch this. <laughs> there'd be no one around to stop me. I could just put it in and decide on my own. Nah, this isn't for me. There was no. It was lawless territory. So I feel like this 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 listener, this person who wrote in, at least had parents that individually had some sense of duty to try to monitor this shit. Even if they didn't talk about it with each other, because we didn't even have that. We could have been watching anything because there was nobody around to stop us. So that is, I remember vividly coming home after school and taping things off of HBO before my grandma got home from work. Yeah. She didn't know what kind of tapes I had upstairs. I could have been watching anything. I would tape it and then take the tape with me up to my room. (laughs) So she would have no clue what was on there. As long as I put her, um, the tape that she used to tape her stories back in the VCR, it was cool. Plus, I I have to tell you, T2 is a sexy movie for Arnold, (laughs) to be honest. First of all, he shows up naked at a truck stop. Didn't we talk about this? 100%. His muscly body is like rising from the steam of an 18-wheeler truck. That's... That's sexy. So I don't know why they were trying to act like that shit wasn't sexy because it was. So I this is so it's so curious to me too because I feel like okay we did not have any rules right, 
However, I did know people that did have rules. Yes. And they had, like, one of my friends, that mom was, like, super hardcore strict, super hardcore Christian, Southern Baptist person. They weren't allowed to watch fucking anything. I mean, the only thing they were allowed to watch was, like, Family Matters and stuff. I mean, it was, like, they weren't allowed to watch, like, PG-13 movies. Because yep. they were, like, 12. I mean, it's crazy. And I feel like they're twisted individuals. Like, I feel like they're <laughs> twisted. They're the they're the horror movie people. They're the horror movie people that love watching Cannibal Holocaust on Valentine's Day. Because they went like, too they're far. Crazy. They couldn't watch anything, so then they watched everything, and now they're yes. over the edge. I had a friend yeah. like that. And the, what's wild to me about that is... Most kids, when they're restricted by their parents from watching movies, if they are away from the parent, that rule goes out the window. But I had a friend who would constantly be like, well, I can't watch that because it's rated R. And I was like, well, who's going to know? Like, we're at Allison's (laughs) house. Your parents aren't here. Let's just watch it. And then we ended up having to watch like Bye Bye Birdie instead. (laughs) Bye Bye Birdie. And I'm like, I want to watch Young Guns too. I don't want to watch Bye Bye Birdie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, get, get me out of this like weird like old pr- people movie i want to watch young guns too right i'm like Come what on. is this what is this i was livid and i'm like why are you restricting yourself if your parents aren't here the restriction should go out the window or like yeah. you know, like a parent always wanted to know like well what movie are you going to go see when we drop you off at the movie theaters and i'm like just lie <laughs> like, just <laughs> tell them anything other than like don't tell them we're going to see a live where like we're watching a <laughs> A soccer team crash in the Andes and eat each other. Don't tell them we're going to see that. Tell them we're going to see, like, Winnie the Pooh or whatever the fuck is out. Just lie. Yes. We won't be watching The Adventures of Milo and Otis. We're going to watch Body of Evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Also, I love how, too, you just entered this... You just entered the thought experiment of... Could maybe have watched porn at my grandmother's house. Yeah. I just didn't. I I had not put it in front of her so that she could say no. Exactly. That's like how the only reason why you didn't watch porn is because you just never thought to watch it in front of her so she could say no. Exactly. Right? It just exactly right. Like I just never I never entertained the thought so she didn't have to. Yes. Although I will say my brother and I used to make fun of my grandmother constantly because, you know, remember that when they used to offer like free weekends of like all the cable channels or whatever. So every once in a while, they would offer Cinemax for free oh, and yeah. she would watch a movie and she constantly fell asleep on the couch, like laid out dead asleep, snoring on the couch. <laughs> Cannot tell you how many times as a child I came downstairs and it was like Cinemax after dark. My grandma's laid out on the couch, falling asleep and there's people fucking on TV and I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell? So we constantly made fun of her for like, you watch porn, but we go to bed. And she's like, I don't. It was a free week. I was sleeping. <laughs> it just comes on automatically after a certain time. I didn't change the channel to this. I fell asleep while watching Philadelphia. I didn't watch this shit. Yeah, she was always was- so mad because we'd be like, came downstairs last night to get some iced tea you were watching porn <laughs> shit well it's it's speaking of porn so she got waymo ass four is yeah. something is a is a porn 
film that I remember from Sh- my our friend Shalewa Sharp. Yes. Who is a stand-up comic in New York. She is originally from Atlanta. She actually has this one-woman show called Don't Reach in the Bag. You should you should see it if you can see it. I think she's done it in New York and maybe Atlanta, but if she takes it across the nation, uh, I hope she which does. she should, you should go because it's all about her days of working at Atlanta's number one f- most famous porn video store, Southern Nights. And when I used to go visit her at work, I remember there was one one time where there was a tape on the counter that was she got Waymo ass for. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, there was three other volumes of this. Like it was, you know, it, but as that it is the way for the, for those films, they make lots of sequels. There's a whole oh cinematic universe to she got Waymo ass. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's where I, I pulled that out of when I referenced that. <laughs> she got Waymo ass cinematic universe is intense. <laughs> and I love it. I'm so glad Shalewa is doing this show because whenever she would talk about her years, years of working at this store, like you have to have material about this. And she would yes. just tell the funniest stories, just one-off stories. So I'm so glad that she has decided to to correlate them into a, a stand-up show. And she's so funny anyway that I just can't even imagine how great yeah. this show must be. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I don't know. And now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, I, I definitely, I don't think I would have wanted to watch porn with my parents. Obviously, we, I I revealed in the last bonus episode that I, I found one of my dad's tapes and that was awkward enough just watching it alone for five <laughs> seconds. So I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I don't, I wouldn't go there and just be like, so what do you think of this? Still restrictive or not? <laughs> like, how far are we going? But does um, this count? Yeah, but no, I'm actually kind of glad that my parents did not like movies at all. Like they yeah. just did not. It did not register for them that they were they were a medium to influence their children. Mm-hmm. And I think that it made me just insanely curious and crazy for them and free. So, you were so free. Yes, I'm also. Yes. I'm glad at first in in. Most of my life growing up, I wasn't. But now as an adult, I'm very happy that I was raised by elderly people because there's no way there was ever even going to be porn in the house. They were too cheap to buy it and they were too old to use it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, beautiful. What a great question. Yeah, I'm so sorry that that there were no restrictions, but I'm still tripping on this in the mouth of madness suggestion. Like you are just a G (laughs) for that one. Definitely, definitely. But I thank you everybody for writing in we love all the questions the comments we love the stories of the weird parenting like we just like love it all um and if you want to send us an email for us to read please do so we're at i saw what you did pod at gmail.com and you can find us on our social media we are at i saw pod on instagram and twitter yep and we got merch in the exactly right shop at exactlyrightmedia.com. And if you want even more from us, we've got a whole bunch of bonus episodes up at Stitcher Premium. Use the promo code SAW for a free month. That's right. We we did it. We got, we got through it. Everything's going to be great. Now you can go back to bed. Take that Gatorade <laughs> bottle with you. Just go back to bed. And you can go back to punching men in the face. Slapping walls. Which I love more than life itself. <laughs> 
I'm slapping walls in here all day. I can't punch a wall because then these motherfuckers will have to fix it. That's why I started slapping them. Slapping the wall. (laughs) Slapping the wall. Oh, I love you so much. And I love movies so much. And I love our listeners so much. And this was just so fun. Thank you. Love you too. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Alexis Amorosi. Our engineer is Ryo Baum. Our theme song is by Tom Breifogel. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgareth, and Danielle Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ISawPod. You can email us at ISawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail. And please don't forget to listen, subscribe, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. <laughs>